Hello, everybody, and welcome back to um, It Had to Be Said with Venus. Holy <laughs> shit, it's been a while. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I seriously almost forgot what the show is called. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what are we doing? And it's geared completely towards you, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been so long, but really, what's been newsworthy anyways? Like, what has there been to talk about? You know what? That's one of the reasons why Realm of the Mist uh, podcast has been so quiet. It's just because there's been nothing really important to talk or big to talk about. <laughs> no, it's been like quiet or it's been like, oh, well, you know, that's news story that you heard about a long time ago. Well, here's what happened. It's like, oh, OK, well, that's good news. Just like the Jessica Yaniv story. And I'm so happy to announce that she actually lost her human rights tribunals. Um, and she has to pay each esthetician $2,000 that she tried to sue for not touching her testicles. <laughs> just just to recap for people, uh, she is the transgender person who went into a waxing salon demanding a Brazilian wax on her male genitalia, to which the obviously the, the uh, waxing salon had said no because they are ill-equipped and ill-trained to handle male genitalia and it makes them feel uncomfortable <laughs> well that in the that was going to say that in the fact you're asking a woman to grab a man's junk when their job is to not really have to handle men's junk no they don't have to do anything that makes them uncomfortable even women on their periods they don't have to touch them if they don't want to no. Um, if a woman stinks, they don't have to like wax her. I mean, they don't just not have to not wax testicles. They, they get to decide I'm not waxing this today and they don't have to. So that's great news to start off this podcast with. It, it is great news. But I mean, it, to, to me, it's like even the argument of it being a civil rights thing is as stupid and, and, and all as the uh, gay movement pushing against like Christian cake bakery owner uh, bakery shops, you know, Christian owned bakery shops to force them to cater to them when it goes against their belief system. To me, it's like, look, you're allowed to live the life you want to live. Nobody's saying that you're wrong for living the life you live, but you don't have at the same turn of the coin. You don't have the right to tell somebody else how they have to live. They don't have to accommodate you. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Point blank. Honestly, like, like I heard that and I was just like, yes. I'm like, there's justice in the world. And you know what's funny? Okay, so the, the day this happened, I think it was the day after the Canadian elections. And I predicted like just that morning, right before this um, decision was made, I predicted just this morning, I was like, kiss, um, Political correctness, goodbye, pretty much. And I'm like, you know what? It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Like, political correctness to the point where people are, like, right up your ass because you look at them wrong. And it's like, you're looking at me because because I'm a transie or I'm this or I'm that. It's like, well, you can kiss all that overprivileged crap goodbye. You're going to be just like everybody else soon. And why? Why? Okay. <laughs> Because Justin Trudeau won a minority government. The, the liberals in Canada won a minority government. That means they're going to have a lot more push from the conservatives. 
And the conservatives aren't having this crap anymore. (laughs) They're done with all this fucking overprivileged crap. To which I I just wanted to point out, uh, since you're bringing this this point up real quick, uh, even though I know uh, United States President Donald Trump called Trudeau and congratulated him on his victory to becoming, you know, prime minister up there again, uh, or whatever the title is for Canada, I'm not exactly sure. Um, But... uh, for the rest of the, the nation, even us Trump supporters, we'd like to say to Canada, we are so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we are so sorry but you, you know had to it... deal with that again. Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, you're going to get me started on the conspiracy. Okay. I call it like I see it, okay? Um, I don't know if you've seen, like, the maps that I posted about who voted for whom and whatnot. Um, so they won, like, 140 seats or something. So it's a minority government. And um, I'm looking at this map and like the liberals got voted in where it's red. And I'm like, there's very minimal fucking red anywhere. Like, there's no way they won. There is no way. Well, you guys like, I I don't necessarily understand the Canadian. uh, It's kind of like your college electoral or whatever. Uh, You you guys have an electoral college. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's called. So they get voted into, um, so pretty much you're voting for who you want to represent your region at, um, oh my God, I'm in brain fart, <laughs> at, the, at the political level. So Okay, because uh, you know, the, the, the United States Electoral College, which if you listen to the liberals, is just a way to, uh, to make sure conservatives you know, can screw over liberals. But in reality, it's so that, you know, the... the, the political system won't be run by major cities only if if the majority rules vote was the only way to vote uh, voting process three quarters of the united states is uh voting voting uh states would have no voice we, all votes would happen from california new york pennsylvania and that's about it you know middle america like kansas colorado they'd have no say they'd have no voice because they're not big enough that's why the electoral yeah. college exists, so that way that everybody's voice can be heard. See, here it's it's like that too, but here's where the kicker is, is because we've got okay, just in Ontario alone, they have 99 seats in Parliament that they vote in, so 99 seats out of like 300 and something, and so pretty much whoever Ontario votes for wins. So I'm still looking at this map of Ontario, right? Because, like, Quebec, it was all Quebecois, that one. They, they blocked Quebec. Um, they took over all the liberal seats there. Um, there was actually more conservatives voted in. Like, I know you guys had uh, Hillary who was voted for the popular vote, right? The So Hillary says. Yeah, so we had <laughs> Andrew Scheer, the conservative leader that was actually um, won the popular vote. So I think it's funny, like, seeing, like, all these, like, liberals, like, oh, yeah, Justin Trudeau is our prime minister. And I'm like, well, you know, that doesn't mean that most people voted for him. (laughs) Most people didn't vote for him. Um, And I could go on about this forever, but. (laughs) Well, no, and and I'm sure I'm sure just like the United States, Canada's got plenty of lobbyists and corrupt systems within that, you know, made sure Trudeau stayed in office. Somebody paid the right oh, people. Yeah. Oh yeah, like w- like people are watching like 
like CBC and like the, the election as it's happening. And they're like, how the fuck are liberals winning? So like once we got down to it, cause everyone's like, okay, well, majority rules. I'm like, no, not in Canada. Majority doesn't rule. We're not in a democracy. This is like, not like everyone was always taught in school. So that's a, like, you know what, that's, that, that's a beautiful thing. Thank you that you brought that up about democracy. Cause I've made the same argument in the United States because everybody always like, Oh, we're a democracy. We're a democracy. We're a constitutional Republic. We are not, I don't know. I don't know where this idea of democracy came from. We are a constitutional Republic. <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to be a democracy, but in a democracy, a majority rules. But, you know, majority rules to who you get into parliament, I guess that's about the bottom of it. You don't even get to vote for the prime minister. That party votes for who is their leader. So, I mean, really, you have no fucking say when it comes to voting, like whatsoever, not at all. But because the opposition is so great now, we don't have the liberal mindset that's like, like dominant it's probably going to change. Like, I'm still calling this. I'm still calling this that political correctness is going to go to shit in Canada. I hope it does. I really do. And I hope I hope the trend follows down south. <laughs> well, right after Jessica, yeah, they've lost that. I was like, yep, I'm like, this is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, we did lose a lot of, like, business in Canada. Like, we, oh, my God. Uh, there's already so many pipeline like projects and companies that have left Canada. They're gone to the States now. But on the other hand, it's also like, well, Jessica Yaddy have lost. So, I mean, she probably would have won if her court date was just one day before that. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. That's... It's it's it, it, it was flabbergasting to me. Like, I've seen... And I know I don't have, like, friends like all over Canada or whatever, but most of my Canadian friends on like Facebook or otherwise, you know, that I've heard the same arguments over and over again, you know, from, from you, from, from Shay, from, uh, that one transgender lady. I'm remiss. I'm, I'm forgetting her name. Does the YouTube channel. Miss Ellie. Miss Ellie. Miss Ellie. Yeah. She's fabulous. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm, I was trying those, those are three people off the top of my head. Uh, that I could think of that I know that are Canadian that have done nothing but absolutely not only bash Trudeau, but have come with the evidence and proof that pretty much the country hates his fucking guts. Yet somehow he still found his way back into office for another term. Yeah, well, it's it's case. So since it's a minority government, I don't know if like it works this way in the states, but they don't typically run for their four year terms. They'll always have um, opposition that will come in. Like, even a smaller party could be like, no, we want a re-election or whatever. Like, I've seen people that are already calling for or another election as early as next spring. Because there's so many, like, like everyone's flabbergasted, like you said. Like, how the fuck did he win? So they're going to have to do a revote. Oh, so here, here's another thing that, like, I was finding pretty funny. Is that people had to use a black lead pencil. To mark their ballots. A fucking pencil. Not ink. That can't be erased. You know, like you're supposed to. So it's legitimate. No, it was a fucking pencil. <laughs> I've like never heard of this before in my life. You better you better watch the... Uh, well, I, I, 
you know what? I bet I know their excuse or at least their reasoning behind it because I bet their their tally machine is the same thing as like the school uh, aptitude test that made you use a number two pencil because the way you marked the circles for multiple choices. No, they hand count them. Well, I'm sure they They hand count them by hand. (laughs) I'm sure they hand count them, but they probably still slide them into some machine that quote unquote reads the mark. You know, which it doesn't, but it reads the mark so that way we know it's a legitimate ballad. But I'm sure if you yeah. hand count all of them, if you check the names, half the people probably fucking, you know, are in the cemetery. Exactly. I got a voter card for someone who doesn't even live at my address. Oh, yeah. It happens here all the time, specifically for the Democratic Party. Half the time, half their votes come from people who have been dead 100 years like wow <laughs> but there's no voter fraud not at all that's why we don't no. need id that's why they don't want ids you know for for voting here in the united states the democrats don't they consider it racist if you ask somebody for their id to prove that they are legitimately able to vote in this country well i yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure that's gonna come to an end sooner than later <laughs> It's Sorry to tell everyone, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> you know, everyone's pretty polite towards people in public. You know, you have your few people that are assholes, but the general population doesn't need to suffer for that and to accommodate your special needs. And I'm not saying special needs as in like handicaps or whatever. No, oh. your needs that are special geared, geared towards you, like your, your ma'am and whatever. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a little bit rude, but I mean, if you look like a girl, you're a girl. <laughs> you look like a dude you could be a dude <laughs> it's hard to tell nowadays but I mean like what you don't want to be addressed or just hey you I mean that's kind of rude you kind of got to pick your battles here you know what you're not you're not wrong too like uh, I know like when we get in when we get into these tirades and we start picking on the left or we start picking on the LGBTQ community or or whatever we start you know hammering in on I know and I, I want to make this abundantly clear. I know that it's a it's a vocal minority that is the problem. Most people, like you said, will be chill. Even if they have those belief systems that we don't necessarily agree with, they're not turning around and calling us a bunch of Nazis or white supremacists or whatever else simply because our points of view are different. But it's the vocal minority on that side that have been so adamant and of course, the help of things like the mainstream media and uh, social media and stuff like that, giving these people an amplified voice, has blown these minor issues completely out of control. Absolutely. Like now we've got, and okay, because <laughs> there's a little bit of a backstory that I want to add to this as well. But now we've got the feminine Venus symbol being removed from the always pads. So my first thought when I saw this, and um, they, the headline of the article. <laughs> Is it that you took it very personal? <laughs> I was like, how dare they remove me from the pad? No. <laughs> you know what? For something that, you know, I've never even noticed that it was on there. I have never taken a moment to look at this packaging and be like, oh, there's a Venus symbol on there. You know never what? in I've my never noticed life it either. have I done that. That was my first response when I saw the video on YouTube about about them removing the symbol. I was like, there was a symbol on those? See, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And, like, women are kind of, like, 
either they're like that and they're like, well, I never noticed it was there anyway, so I don't really give a shit. Or they're like, they're, they're taking it pretty damn harsh. And there's like a little battle going on right now between transgender women and they call us cis women. But cis women are slowly being erased. Now, doesn't this remind you of something a little while back with Gillette? Uh-huh. And men being erased. Yeah, I remember. And yeah, and men, like Gillette lost 80% of their customers. I think it always is pretty ballsy to pull this type of move. Like, women are already, like, saying they're going to move to Kotex or a different brand because always isn't supporting them. I'm like, well, you know, it's not like Kotex ever supported your femininity either. But are they going to remove the feminine hygiene from these pad products now? Because that's written, like, that's exactly what they are, feminine hygiene products. Well, you know, the big thing that I don't get about it, okay, I really, really do not get it, is the reason they're taking down the Vita symbol is to uh, be inclusive to other people who identify as feminine or female who were not born biologically female. Why? Who 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 doesn't who who doesn't have a vagina that bleeds uses these fucking products, dude? I don't care if you're transgender, straight, male, or some fucking alien. Believe you're some sort of alien. If your penis is bleeding, you don't need a (laughs) cotex. You need a doctor. Right? Like. I totally don't understand this. And, my, and my, you know, my daughter's seeing all this stuff, too, and she's, like, 10. And you don't know how confusing it is? And it's, like, you know, I'm trying to be, like, you know, the more liberal parents and more open-minded and, like, well, you know, honey, not all women have vaginas. And she's, like, like in her words, she's, like, Mom, get fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. Good girl. Good girl raising her right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay, well, you know, you, you kind of have to realize, like, there's different types of people in the world, and we all exist in this one little globe, and, you know, we can't all be stepping on each other's toes, so you kind of got to be nice, and I'm like, wow, I'm, like, teaching my daughter that she has to bow down to these motherfuckers, and I'm like, you know, I don't feel right about that either, and I'm like, you know what? We're, we'll just leave it at that for now, and now it's, like, and this was only, like, like, what, a few days ago, this whole always thing happened. And, like, just with the elections happening, I'm like, you know what? Just just give it a month, and this won't even be an issue. Like, the, like the, we're going to know these people exist, but they're, what battles are you going to pick now? I mean, there's nothing. Well, see, the, the, Lost you, human rights tribunals. You got your pads. What more can you possibly want? Oh, there, there's plenty more they, they want, but... I mean, are we reaching... I'm being serious here for a minute, okay? Now, again, I stated earlier in the podcast that nobody has a right to tell you how to live, okay? If you were, if you were born a male and you want to live to be, to be a woman, that's on you. If you want to, you know, pretend... And yes, I'm using the term pretend because biologically there is only two sexes. Anything more than that is just retarded stupidity but at the same time if if that's what you want to believe you are power to you but stop forcing your beliefs on others and in turn people need to stop 
you know, enabling. Uh, ena- thank you, <laughs> enabling. That's the word I was looking for. Stop letting. It's time to get these people some serious help because it 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 really is a mental health issue. I fully and wholeheartedly believe it's a mental health issue. I, I think people have had too much Ritalin and have fucked their minds up to turn around and believe that they could just <laughs> one day wake up and say, I'm a beautiful fucking helicopter unicorn and you can't tell me otherwise. And and not only that, but force everybody else on the planet to have to try to rewrite history or science to placate to this. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Have we reached a point yet where we could finally turn around and stop uh, enabling the the mentally disabled and start getting them the help they actually need or catering to them and i'm not saying well i just wanted to get throw in that word thank you <laughs> just to help you out again but um like no like like seriously there, there's no more fight for it nobody cares he's always going to even lose 80 percent of their customers like gillette did i kind I'm kind of on the fence about that because now we've got this war with this battle with legit LGBT and feminism happening, <laughs> which is like a huge kicker for me because I, I've been waiting for this day to happen secretly. I seriously have because I'm like, you know what? One day someone's going to step on someone's toes and it's going to come down to this. And lo and behold, it has. Um, in Toronto, um, there was a feminist. What was her name? Something Murray, I believe. I'm just going to pull up that article. You said something about Murphy. Yeah. Uh, not Megan Murphy, but, or was it Megan Murphy? Um, yeah, Megan Murphy. Hey, so look at that. I Megan remembered. Mur- <laughs> yeah. Megan Murphy, this feminist, um, goes to this Toronto library to go talk about whatever the hell she was talking about. This article isn't very detailed so but this was on October 30th and so she's there to deliver a speech on gender identity and its legislative ramifications but not everyone's happy about that so we've got transgender um, activists they're protesting her speech and how she shouldn't be there and blah 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 um, and the, the police wouldn't have it she got to do her speech so see what I'm saying like I mean there's I'd- like like you, politically I've been waiting for it. Stuff is going, yeah, this politically correct crap stuff is going downhill. Like it's going to crash and burn. Well, I've been I've been waiting for it since since the uprise of the LGBTQ movement, and I don't mean like back when gays were looking for the right to to be married or you know or lesbians. So I don't mean that. I mean this current movement, this SJW movement. I have been waiting for for them to start turning on each other because I knew that feminists thought they found an ally in LGBTQ until LGBTQ started pushing in on feminist territories. And quite honestly, they are ruining what feminists are bitching about. Things like these, you see the articles all the time about these quote-unquote trans women that are winning fucking women's sporting events. Dominantly winning these uh, women-led sporting events, whether it's Olympic events like weightlifting or running or, you know, whatever, the, wrestling, you know, or whatever the case may be. It, it, it's it's guys winning, beating up women and winning. I'm on the side of the feminists with this one. They don't belong there. You know what? Actually, for the first time in my life, I'm actually on the side with feminists right now. 
for the first time in my life. And like, <laughs> I've never thought, I honestly never thought I would say that. But now I'm like, yeah, yeah, for fuck, yes, I totally am. Women's rights come, like, we're fragile things. I think women start need to start realizing this. Like, we're not men. We're not as as physically strong. You know, we're different. Women have to start acknowledging this because right now we're having our feminine identity totally fucking ass fucked right now. Like, I, I'll say I, it. Can Great. I slightly disagree <laughs> with you on that, on that women are fragile thing? And again, I'm I'm a traditionalist. I don't believe in the feminist movement in any way, shape, or form. But I do kind of disagree with the women are fragile. Yes, men are physically more domineering, and we were designed that way. But men and women were designed evolutionarily, narrowly, for specific things. Women were designed for being the nurturers, the caregivers. The the uh, the the I don't want to use the term homemaker, but for lack of a better term, the homemaker where men were made for the physical labor. We were the workhorses, the hunters. That's what our bodies represent. That's how they were built and made what they were made for. With that being said, there are things women and their bodies can do that men would not even know how to handle. One of the most obvious uh, uh, things I could state is giving birth. Men cry when we have a cold, whether off pushing a human being out of, I don't even want to think of where a man would push that out. Um, His belly button. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that I think women are strong in their own right, equally strong in their own right, just in different ways. Hey, fragile, definitely. Women are definitely more fragile emotionally uh, physically, and not to say that we're breakable, we're more fragile. Um, even like you want to fuck around with our like psychological state, we're we're fragile when it comes to that. Why do you think we're such evil conniving bitches? Because we're fragile. Um, not to say that we're breakable, but yes, we're sensitive. <laughs> we're sensitive about everything. And the best part is, is that when we get pissed off, we're not like men. Like men took the whole Gillette thing and they said, okay, we'll boycott it. And like men stuck together and did that. Women, when you step on our boundaries, we will claw your eyeballs out. That's how fucking fragile we become. We're kind of unstable when it comes to stuff. We'll lose our shit. We will destroy you where you stand, okay? That's the fragile point. Um, if we can't beat you up, our boyfriends will. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like uh, underestimate the fragile, like the fragile state that we're in. Like it could be like tremendous hell if you like disrupt our, our sensitivity and our fragile, how fragile we are. We can erupt. Okay. Like, you know, if you like just push the wrong button, like that fragile state that we're in can totally massacre you and your whole family. Okay. <laughs> Well, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think I think, you know, quite honestly, being being, uh, you know, the enemy of the world, the the straight single white American male. Um, <clears throat> the, the fact of the matter is, is like I've never necessarily had an issue with the values of feminism. And I'm not talking about third wave feminism. I'm talking about fe feminism as a whole where women deserve equal rights Women deserve equal respect. Absolutely. But I think where feminism really lost themselves, particularly
particularly in third wave feminism, is that women are supposed to have the right to choose what makes them happy and the the ability to pursue it and not have have barriers in their way simply because they're a woman. And of course, feminism means like, i.e., like if they want to be president of the United States or CEO of a company, then a woman should be able to pursue that without, you know, boundaries. I agree 100%. But when they started bashing women who wanted the Donna Reed lifestyle, why? That's the woman's choice. That's what they wanted. Why are you bashing another woman because her values are different than yours? Yes, maybe it is environmental. Yes, maybe it is uprising or upbringing that, that made her choose that lifestyle. But regardless of the reason, that's her fucking choice. And as Women United, aren't you supposed to support her decision too? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think the whole world's about to take a little change <laughs> very soon. I mean, it's on that path. And it's like, you know what? Like people are going to like set up respectable boundaries i mean they're going to have to women are going to have to learn a lot more respect for ourselves and be like you know what <laughs> i've had enough of this shit <laughs> well, let me let me give I'm you not a... packing my stuff i'll pack it for you and you can hit the fucking road well here's the biggest advice i can give any feminist you want to change the world and make life different for women you can absolutely do that and here's one little piece of advice that'll help you achieve it Men are not the enemy and men are not the reason that are blocking you. Yeah, okay, maybe there are some dinosaurs in the world. I'm not saying all men, but man bashing and man hating, putting a man is not getting us anywhere. It's not getting you anywhere. Putting a, raising you up is not bringing men down. You should be trying to make allies of men, not enemies of men. That's how you get equality. Otherwise, it's just domination control. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I don't exactly see it like that, but but yeah, I get what you're saying. But where like where do you go from here? It's like do you do we try giving advice? Do we try doing this? Like women's just smarten up, okay? Right now you're going to have all your feminine identity being stolen from you. Oh <laughs> I can't even say that with a hundred percent of surety, but I mean Push is going to come to shove. That's always what happens. And seriously, the only people that are going to save us now are ourselves, first and foremost. I don't think anyone's going to start bowing down, but, you know, like, feminists are losing their alliance with LGBTQ, okay? Who else are you going to, like, hook up with? Like, come on, like, biologically, psychologically, men and women work well together, <laughs> They each have their purpose that work hand in hand with each other. So look, someone's got to do something. Look, that is the logical choice for feminists is to, I'm not saying like, you know, what, what is the term for the male feminist? Not, 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 not the beta cuck fuckers, but I mean like, you know, <laughs> f, you know, the, the feminists, the strong females, what, it, what is the male equivalent to that? The not, alpha male. Uh, not necessarily the alpha male. I, I was just meaning like the men's movement, where where feminist is the female oh. movement. What what I don't know what the men's movement would be. 
but Do I'm they not even have one. They don't need one. <laughs> I'm not sure if there is one or not, but if there if there is one, I'm not meaning those types of like extremes. I'm not saying like to put it in political terms. I'm not saying the far left and the far right need to need to couple up. Although that would be great because it would help solve a lot of issues. But if normal women and normal men were to ally with each other, even if they do hold masculine or feminist values, if they start working together, that is an alliance that, as you said, will not only work out, it would help combat a lot of this craziness that's going on in the world. And, surprise, it would probably help to further and achieve your agendas and goals. It definitely would. Like, I, like... Oh my god, we could go to like ancient times and like every great man has a greater woman standing behind him. But let's be real here, okay? He's the face of the relationship. But who the fuck do you think is making those decisions? <laughs> she is in the background, letting him have his moment of fame while she sits there and sips tea or champagne and says, Well, you know, I told my man to do this today and guess what? He's gonna do it. Like, come on, like men are supposed to be like our like physical, you know, pawns to go out in the world and do shit for us. <laughs> like Harsh. not in a slave way. Not in a slave way, but I mean, come on, there's certain things you just don't let them like as a proper gentleman, you don't let a woman do. And you know what? If you're a good man and you're a proper gentleman, the right woman will like not bow down, but Okay, she's supposed to be the thinker. You're supposed to be the doer, right? <laughs> well, that you're, you're not. You're not necessarily wrong. I mean, the jokes have always been like, you know, when when Ronald Reagan was president of the country, we all know Nancy was running the country. He was just the guy that was good at speeches. But I mean, you know, and of course, the saying I've always heard is behind every every successful man is a woman rolling her eyes. You know, but the the fact the fact of the matter is is that it, it it's a symbiotic relationship. It doesn't matter who the forefront of the face is. It it what really truly matters is, and you kind of brought it right. A, a a brought up correctly man will never turn around and say a woman can't do what he could do, but he will state that a true gentleman will not allow her to need to do that. Now, not saying not allowed as in like you know you're not allowed to do that. You're under my control. But like for for example, just 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 a regular example. A woman has every ability to take out the garbage. But a gentleman won't make her do that. Exactly. Yeah, so and you it, know what? That's like a perfect analogy for like <laughs> everything that's going on in the world today. Like like women, we need to like okay, instead of like you know, wiping away masculinity, you truly start need to start raising our our little boys to be proper gentlemen and be little men. Like seriously. We need more alpha males in this world. We need that, but right we, now also, we also need to feminize some women a little bit. Not feminist, feminize. We need to start exactly. teaching little girls again that it is okay to be a loving, caring, nurturing person. That does not make you weak. It does not make yeah, you weak to look up to your... quality. Right, it does not make <laughs> you weak to look up to your husband or to be the person that wants to stay home and make dinner for for your family and your kids or or whatever else like nobody's talking about enslavement like the 60s feminist movement first started with the burning of the bras and shit like that and the uh got to get rid of the uh, like i said the donna reed type type women there's nothing wrong with that lifestyle if that's what you want there's nothing demeaning or degrading about that yes we need stronger men but we need women to stop thinking they're fucking queen bitch 
do. We like, oh, just because one queen bitch, okay, steps on other queen bitches fucking toes does not mean that you have to up that bitch, okay? She's just better at being that bitch than you're better at being her bitch. <laughs> right. But the I thing mean, is, competition is nice and all, but I mean, you know, some people are just better at doing stuff than you are. And we've all got to take a moment and step back and let them do their thing. Even other females mm-hmm. and other females, we got to be like, no, you got, I'll let me handle this because I could do it better. And, you know, that's teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> that's exactly it. And the biggest thing that I think needs to come back in both of our countries especially is the proper idea of a nuclear family. Now I'm not saying that man and woman, like you could have man and went man, you could have woman and woman, you could have trans and trans or any of the intermix, but we need to put the focus less on the single parenthood or the separated families for, for divorce and shit like that. And put more focus on keeping families together. Because that's another thing that's tearing it apart. A lot of the problems that we survive in the world or have in the world is because children are being raised in fatherless homes. That is statistically fact. It is proven. You know, they're coming from broken homes, fatherless homes, or, you know, even in modern times, like, you know, the, the masculine role model, if you will is missing whether whether it's you know a gay couple straight couple trans couple doesn't matter the masculine person is missing in the relationship to be that role model for the children because what a father is supposed to be and i'm going to use forgive me again because i did state numerous times that you could i'm i'm adding to the nuclear family in my example the nuclear family that it doesn't matter whose role is what just in general that there's a, a two parents helping to raise the children, if you will, in a stable home environment. But for this example that I'm about to give, I'm going to use your, your, your traditional nuclear family of man and woman, husband and wife. The husband's main job before anything else, especially when it comes to children, the husband's main job is to be the role model for his sons to to be the man that they should grow up to be and for women to (laughs) and and to to the girls to the daughters the man is supposed to be the representation of who she should want in other in other words as a father my job is to teach my son how to be a gentleman how to be respectful how to treat people women with respect how to care for his family how to be a proper man in society my job to my daughter is to show her that this is the type of man you should want through tenderness through understanding through compassion through firmness through you know fairness respect be the man that you want your woman to marry one day, your, or your daughter to marry one day. Be the man that you want your son to be one day, is, is what it's supposed to be. And when you take that dynamic out of the family fold, you only give him four days a month to see, to see his children and, and rape him blind where he can never fucking do anything to help his family. You're not just hurting him, you're hurting the kids. And society is living fucking proof of that. That no, dynamic I is honestly, missing. 
I honestly don't think it's as much a lack of having a male role model. I think, honestly, what a bigger issue is, is, like, the toxic mothers in the household. I'll agree um, with that. And just for example of that, okay, so my daughter's 10, okay, and she's not stupid. So I'm telling her, she um, she used to go to this girl's house. And her and this girl had like some young sons and stuff, and she's always posted on Facebook about how she loves her babies and blah 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 blah. And here's my daughter, and she's like, "Mom, she's never even home with her kids." And I'm like, "Oh," she's like, "Nope." She made her dad move in so her dad can look after her kids, and I'm like, "Oh," and she's like, "Yeah," and her her husband doesn't even look after the kids, and I'm like, "Oh." So we've got a mom who's like a Facebook role model parent and she's not ever even there with her kids. So she's riding off the fame of being that that mom, that perfect mom, while she's lacking any part of being like a mother, a role model, like a mother role. And you're hitting the nail right on the head, too. And I, I want people to understand when I'm talking about the nuclear family, I'm not dissing or or disrespecting single parents there are single mothers and single fathers out there who are doing the job of both parents sometimes because of no choice sometimes because there was a choice but unfortunately that choice went the wrong in other words there are people out there who came from abusive relationships or the 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 spouse passed away and now they're doing it all on their own and you know what they're heroes they should be applauded i've got no issues with them that's not my that's not my point but you brought it up you brought it perfectly their sacrifices are being diminished by all these fucking cuckhead motherfuckers who want to sit there and take the credit for it when they were the ones who stepped out of the relationship whatever fucked over their man or their woman and then are going on social media to talking about how great of a fucking parent i am while they're off getting high leaving their children with god knows who not fucking raising them correctly no, well, she's with her husband. <laughs> Which They're is even together. fucking he's worse. Just, he's a useless tit. Like, he, like, like my, my daughter's father is telling me that this guy, like, brings nothing to the relationship. He doesn't have a job. He doesn't look after the kids. He's pretty much sitting there on his Xbox all day while her dad is looking after him. And, yes, yeah, she does work. So, I guess, like, <laughs> obviously someone's got to work. She works, but then the rest of the time... She's at the movies, so her dad has told my daughter. And I'm like, well, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. But you're 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 absolutely right. Um I you know, to to amend it, I'm not trying to take away take away from single parents who are doing the job of both both people and they don't look for the reward, they don't look for the pat on the back. They're doing it because that's what a parent's supposed to do. No issue with that whatsoever. What I mean with the nuclear family, and I don't necessarily mean like the strong male role model. What I'm meaning is that they don't have the influence of the family dynamic that they should. And that did come from the nuclear family. Again, I don't care if it's man, woman, man, man, woman, woman. Insert gender X here. Insert gender X. I don't care about that, but there should be at least two grown adults being able to help handle the bills, handle the situation, handle the responsibilities, and to be positive role models 
to the children. Right, because even at the end of the day, like, I was a single mom, and I still needed, like, someone there to be like, holy fuck, these kids are driving me nuts today, or anything. And, like, just someone to cuddle up to at the end of the day and just be like, like, that's what I really wanted, like, years and years and years ago. When, like, my two children were, like, really young, and me and their dad split, and I'd be like, wow, I just wish someone could just hug me right now and tell me it's going to be okay, you know, and, yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> so sending even you if a, it's just... I'm sending you, I'm sending you a Skype hug and telling you it'll be okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, although it's just positions that I've been in, so I, I kind of get it a little bit more. Like now, it's fine. Like, like my daughter's ten. Like she's she's amazing. She's like my best friend. She's here with me. Like me and her talk shit all the time about people. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> But when they're younger and stuff, you don't have that relationship. You can't really just go sit there and be like, well, you know what? I'm going to close the door. Whatever I say, don't ever repeat it. Right. <laughs> well, mommy's about to fly out the handle right now. Oh, man. So, and you know what? Like, I, I tr- like, I even try not to go overboard and bear her with too much burden of mommy's problems and stuff. But some days I'm just like, you know what? And I could just sit there and repeat the same thing and like, and use like a hundred different ways of saying it just to get it out. And she'll be like, okay, you know, I get it. It's cool. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll ask you since you brought that up that you don't necessarily censor things from your kids. And, uh, well, so I do censor things from my kids. Like, to a certain point, you know, if me and her dad are, like, in a really dramatic fight, like, I don't, like, if she asks me what's wrong, it'll be like, well, you know, me and your dad aren't agreeing on this. And it's not exactly what I'm feeling, <laughs> like, clearly, because I could be like, that dirty son of a fucking cunthead, you know, motherfucking shit, <laughs> on and on and on. But it's you don't really want to sit there and bash her dad, just be like, look, these are the facts. This is what's happening. So... Deal with it how you want. <laughs> well, that that that's why I wanted to pick your brain a little bit here for a minute, because this is something that did happen this weekend. Uh, obviously, I'm a divorced father. I, I pick up my kids every other weekend uh, from their mom. And of course, the mother and I are not on greatest of terms. The reason we're divorced is because she was cheating on me. I caught her doing it. Uh, she's still with the guy she was cheating on me with. So I guess there's something to be said for that. But at that regardless of which this particular weekend I was picking up the kids and the big, the big debate that I was hearing about from her boyfriend and from her uh, was that my daughter has been as of late giving a lot of attitude. She's 10. How old is she? Oh she, yeah. She's 10 about to be 11 in about, you know, eight days, you know? So <laughs> who, Surprise! Of course, I try to correct it and everything else. Uh, Jaden, my daughter, proceeded to turn around and state that she hated uh, my my ex's boyfriend. Uh, that she wishes he wasn't her stepfather. Now, in fairness, this was probably a stupid mistake on my part, but. They're not married. So my first response, and I didn't even get to finish my whole entire statement, but my first response is, well, technically he's not. 
Now, what I was going to it say is. is that technic, you know, the full thing that I was going to have come out was technically he's not your stepfather yet because your mommy and him are not married. However, he is an adult, and you need to respect them. That was what was going to come out of my mouth, but all that made it out of my mouth was, well, technically he's not. And that sent my ex off into a tirade fucking from hell where she was cursing me out, belittling me, telling me that I need to grow the fuck up, that I'm immature, that shit happened all those years ago. In front of our kids, no less, she was doing this to me. And and I had to, I had to, tell the kids let's get in the car we're leaving because i didn't want to deal with it anymore like i it was a bad pickup well during that i was explaining to kids what had happened what was going on and i had made a promise to myself a long time ago that when when my ex and i separated that i was going to wait until they were old enough to understand to tell them the truth about why mommy and daddy aren't together anymore well unfortunately that night i slipped and I told the truth. Yeah. Now, the question I was going to ask to you is, when is the proper time? Like, when? And in that situation, you know my situation about my my ex wife cheating on me. I discovered it. You know it. We've had this conversation. Mm-hmm. But when, in your opinion, would have been the right age to tell the kids? Like, did did this? Even though it, it was a slip up and it wasn't intentional, was this still too early? Well, first off, I don't think there is a right age to tell your kids. Um, like, you slipped up. I think that was probably the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Like, if they don't, like, if they're old enough to ask, they're old enough to know, in my opinion. So, like, when it came to that, like, yeah, um, I did the same thing. Actually, my kid's dad went and told my kids, a whole bunch of nonsense and bull crap and everything like total parent parental um, alienation towards my kids. And of course my daughter told me what her dad had said. Right. Right. So, um, so we, we confronted him and I, apparently he was telling his, his now ex girlfriend a bunch of shit about me. And I guess it made him feel better and kids hear the shit. And it's stuff that, like, a kid shouldn't have heard. And, you know, lots of it was, like, fabricated. Lots of it was, like, over-the-top bullshit. You know, like, it started off truthfully, and then it went overboard. And, like, why he even did that, I don't know. So we sat there, and I'm like, well, this is true. That's not true. And I'm like, oh, so you want to hear the whole story. And these are things that I don't even think that, like, a 10-year-old should have heard. But it's like, well, you know what? Like, where does that leave me in a position? Because I look like such a terrible person. Like, yeah, we've made mistakes. Okay, so these are mistakes that I've made. Okay, I'll own up to it. But now here's the part where your dad comes in. (laughs) So, like, yeah. And she's like, wow. She's like, you did some of those things? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and dad did all those things? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, what the fuck? And he can only talk bad about you. Um, so like, you gotta remember that about kids. They're not going to like think, you know, my mom and dad ever did this bad when they were younger or teenagers or whatever. They're going to think, wow, my mom just talked so much shit about my dad to try and make him look bad. And that's what they're going to like think about. But as for, well, this happened, 
But once they figure out or they hear, you know, it, this happened because of this, then they can put it in perspective. And they can, like, decide for themselves, like, who's playing them. Because they're kids, right? And it sounds kind of like they're being played a bit on the mom side. Right. Um, with, with not being honest with them and, you know, like, like standing there and, you know, saying all these bad things about you. You can repeat things to kids over and over and over and over and over and they'll start believing it. But once they start seeing and knowing the truth about shit, then they get to decide for themselves. So, like, why your daughter even said why she hated her stepfather, um, probably her mom's attitude has a lot to do with it. Well, that's that's. So I don't like in in the argument she turned around in the argument she turned around and said that I was the I you know my attitude is the proof of why Jaden has an attitude. She says this while she's screaming at the top of her lung, calling me immature, needing to grow up, and and everything else like, like. Like you wouldn't believe the irony and hypocrisy out of that one statement in the way she was like making a fucking scene while I'm sitting there going, that's not what I said. Like literally as dispassionately as I just said it to you. Well, no, no. What I'm saying is that's not what I said. That's not what I said. You didn't let me finish. And I said it as dispassionately as I'm speaking to you right now. And continue to say it yeah, as dispassionately kind of as, as you, you're hearing me speak right now. That's not what I said. You do not let me finish. That's not what I said. You know what? Okay, fine. Kids, get in the car. We need to go. That And my voice never raised above that decimal. You know, I wouldn't even worry about it. Is <laughs> that You know, like, seriously, they're going to see, like, they see this stuff. Like, she's old enough to put stuff together. And like she'll like she'll see like this is how mom acted, this is how dad acted. Dad wasn't gonna say this stuff about mom, but you know, mom kind of brought it to that point herself. Like they'll see this stuff. You don't even have to worry about it. <laughs> they'll figure it all out. Well, no, I'm not. Their mis- kids are pretty smart. No, I know my kids are smart. I was just curious in your opinion, was it still too early? Like, what would be the proper age to turn around and tell? Because, like, when this all happened, like, my kid, you know, when when the, when the divorce first happened, my kids were one and two. That's way too early. And, of course, you know, at three, four, five years old, my daughter did ask, how come I don't come home anymore? You know, and I, you can't tell them because your mom's a slut. You know, or something, something like that. So you, you, it's just like you know, mommy and daddy don't love each other anymore. I'm not necessarily lying to the kids. I'm just not volunteering the information. And when it yeah, slipped no. out, and when it slipped out on Friday night, Jaden did call me out on it. Why didn't you ever tell me the truth? And and like I like I, I told her exactly like I said to you. It's like I didn't think you were old enough to understand yet, and I didn't want yeah. to put that burden on you. She understands, and I think the situation kind of provoked it, so I don't think she's going to be mad at you or anything for that. She's going to sit there, and she's going to dwell on it and contemplate it, and, you know, like, it doesn't sound like she's having the best relationship with her mom right now, so it, it, whatever her mom tried to, the shit her mom tried to pull when you picked them up, it's going to backfire on her. I wouldn't even worry. Right. Well, like I said, in my own personal Even situation, I'm not so much worried about it. You know, it's out there. I she can't understand. Yeah, I can't stop. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious, like if it hadn't been a slip up, what would your opinion be? Because my initial idea was like I was thinking 13, 14. 
You know, she, she okay. So my daughter's ten, and she was talking with um one of her friends on the phone, who's also ten, and they're already talking about um being confused is as if they're gay or not, and <laughs> so yeah, they they they're pretty smart, like kids these days. Like that, and my daughter was like, you know, that stage that every girl goes through, wondering if she's a lesbian or not, and I'm like, yeah, at seventeen maybe, <laughs> like not like. Yeah. 10 and you would probably find that 17 would be young for a girl to like go exploring that avenue but that's what it was like when i was 17 10 years old now like she, she's fine <laughs> well I, you know i i would i would turn around and, and and make the same thing for boys like you know every boy it probably wonders at one point maybe not directly but indirectly like you know, we go boys go through that stage. I don't like girls. They they got cooties, shit like that. And then one day you're turning around and going, "Wait a minute, I don't like girls." Does that mean? I'm, and then all of a sudden, yeah. puberty hits. It's like, oh nope, okay, I'm good. You know? <laughs> oh no, I I oh my god. So they told me to do this in health class when I was like in grade eight, and my daughter like like she's ten. Okay, so your daughter's like eleven, so they're going through the same stuff probably. Right. And she's like, well, mom, how do I know if I'm a lesbian or not? Well, it actually started with Arthur's circumcision. And she's like, well, what is the circumcision? So I'm like, like I, she's, she's old enough to ask. She's old enough to know. I'm like, it has to do with a penis. And she's like, well, what does it mean? You know? And so I found pictures for her on the internet. I'm like, this is an uncircumcised penis and this is a penis. And she's looking at it with a disgusted face. And I'm like, well, which one are you looking for? which one's disgusting. She's like, both of them. <laughs> Good girl. And she's, like, <laughs> and, and she's like, well, am I a lesbian? I was like, well, you don't remember how a penis looks. Right. And she's like, yeah, like her, she's not, she's seen penis before. Okay. Like her brother's got a penis. They used to bath together when they were younger. She's seen a penis. Okay. But like noticing the flop of skin thing, like that kind of got to her to be like, okay, there's different types of penises and stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I, I think I'm a lesbian, and I was like, okay, well, why? And she's like, because I don't like penis. I was like, okay, look, do yourself a favor, okay? <laughs> I was like, take a mirror into your bedroom and squat over top of the mirror and see if that's any more appealing. <laughs> so she did, and, I, and she came out of her room, and I was like, like a few hours later, you know, and I forgot about it and stuff, and she's looking at me, and she's giving me this, like, like, like this most awkward look ever, and she's like, mom, and I'm like, what? She's like, I did it, and I, I know I'm not a lesbian. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, then. <laughs> nice. She's, she's asexual. So, she thinks all of it's disgusting. <laughs> you know what? She's 10. It, it's fine for her to think it's disgusting. She doesn't have to have a preference. She, like, sex should be the last thing on her mind, but you know what? Like, girls are going to ask, and what is the appropriate age to tell your kids, this is this, this is that? Like, you know, if, if Arthur didn't get circumcised, me showing her a picture of a penis was probably inappropriate to do. Right. But then when she, when her little brother's about to go through it, and she's wondering what's going to happen to her little brother, so I'm showing her examples and showing her it's going to go from this to this, you know. Some people really still think that's inappropriate, but, I mean, it's, it has to, like, it's going to be revolved around her. You know, it's going to be impacting her a little bit. So it's kind of a little bit different. When they're ready, they're ready. There's not an age. Well, to be to be fair, too, we're not talking about, like, pornography pictures. We're not talking about, like, oh, God. fully erect, you know, somebody doing 
unspeakable acts on. We're just talking about like the same thing as you would see in a health biology textbook. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was hard to find a picture that's like, you know, of a picture like that. Like, here's a penis. Okay, they're, they're pretty much all kind of look the same unless they're not circumcised. If they're circumcised, they all look the same like this. And if they're not, they all look like this. So That's not and, exactly and accurate. I mean, we've all seen enough porn. Some of them look like fucking hockey sticks. Some of them are fucking like horse cocks. Some of them are Dude, fucking... Yeah, but for ge- the general point of it to get across no, I got her. it. I got it. <laughs> I mean, we didn't need to get into those details. But, I mean, because it's relevant, it, like, it was appropriate. And, like, the moment with your kid's mom, it was kind of relevant, you know, because... Mm-hmm. The whole situation just seems like it was a good timing. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, the the overall of it, I don't I don't necessarily think you acted inappropriately. Again, we're not talking about it being displayed in in a sexualized way. It was a display the same way, like I said, you would find in a a health class or a health textbook. You know, a biology yeah. textbook. You know, it, it, to, to me, it's about in, as inappropriate as uh, the, 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 the diagrams they'll pull out in sex education in school, which were funnier than shit. But, you know, <laughs> you know but they, they, they were the same level of inappropriateness for, for children. And definitely in this day and age, definitely less inappropriate than a tranny spreading eagle in a library reading fucking books to kindergartners. Exactly. Like you're a parent. I think you know when it's appropriate and, and relevant and you know, like your kids should know. I mean, like, yeah, you're going to second guess that you might've slipped it a bit early, but I'm nah, (laughs) I'm saying you're fine. Look, it, it, to be honest, if there was anything I was actually worried about from the situation, it's the fact that I do try to keep the relationship as, as civil as I can between my ex and I for the sake of the kids. And Friday was a big relapse into, you know, the 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 the, the bitch fit between between us, you know, and. I, the kids have enough in their life. They don't need that. No, kids yeah. don't need stress. Look, I will. I will. I hate my ex-wife till the day I die. Yes. Will I hate her boyfriend till the day he dies or the day I die? Yes, of course. Do I want to show that in front of them? No, I don't. I, I really don't, because of the fact that because no, you got to be like that male figure. And you got to be strong, and you got to be composed and stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not even that. I don't. I, as know, best as I can. Well, it's best... not only that you're saying it; that you're doing it. So, I mean. Right, but the, <laughs> the big thing that, I, to me at least, in my mindset, the big thing I, I don't want them to feel is like they, even though yes, they come from a separated family, they don't come necessarily from a broken home. And to me, episode. <laughs> and to me, uh, you know, the ex and I being at each other's throats, especially over the stupidest shit, that kind of sends the wrong message. It does, but it's kind of expected. I see it all the time. I'm just, I'm not even bothered by it anymore. 
It's like, oh, he didn't meet your expectations. Nope. He's going to have hell to pay. And then it's like, well, she's being mean to me. It's like, well, just do what she wants you to do. Like I saw this guy on Facebook, honestly, post that his ex was keeping his kid away from him because he wouldn't show her the results of his drug test. And I don't even know this guy. He probably blocked me. And I'm like, like, people are like, look, if you've got nothing to hide, just show her the results. And I'm like, look, buddy, she's not doing anything wrong. You had to do a drug test. There's obviously a concern. If she's a concerned mother, she doesn't have to let you see the kid. She's not asking you for money. She's not asking you to jump backwards and do backbends for her. She's asking for a drug result test, a drug test result, which you already have. Why is it such a big issue to show it to her? Any concerned mom has the right to keep her child away from anyone who's a hazard to her child or anyone that she's concerned about, and rightfully so. So just show her the fucking result. I just laid it out because I'm so tired of hearing this from guys. Some men honestly do make their own problems, okay? Some women do the same. But this guy straight up made his own problems. He's the only, like, and I told him, you're the only one keeping your kid from you. Well, you know what? For for the sake of keeping the peace, I agree with you. He he is he he is in the wrong because if he's got nothing to hide, if he's already got the test results, just give it. But I have to disagree that I I don't know the guy's situation. I don't know if there's a Me court either. order. <laughs> I don't know if there's a court order involved where he, you know, he has designated time that the children are with him or whatever. Like I, I it sounds like a situation where the courts would be involved. So there would be child support, there would be visitations, whatever the case may be. It, but in this particular scenario, if there is a court-appointed uh, situation where he that day was his day that he was supposed to pick him up for his weekend, whatever the case, then no, she technically doesn't have the right to block him from taking the children. What she does have the right to do is if she feels that this guy is a dangerment to her children, she has the right to go to the courts and have them demand a drug test to prove that he is still fit to have his visitations with the children. Yeah, but see him having to get one done in the first place, that just raises red flags for me right there. And I don't even know the dude. And I'm no, like, look. Like, you're absolutely you're absolutely right on that. But depending on the situation, if they, if they have a civil agreement where there's no courts involved, then, yeah, you can make the argument to the point that she has every right to block him. However, if the courts are appointed, he has, you know, court-appointed uh, visitation rights and everything else, then she has to do it the legal way. She can't just say you can't have the kids. She has to go to the courts and turn around and, and put the, the reasonable doubt in their minds to want them to have him tested and question whether him being in the child's life is in the best interest of the child. Um, I kind of went through a this similar situation and yeah, you can get in trouble if you are keeping your kids away from someone that you suspect is on drugs, but you're not likely to get in trouble because it's like, look, like I have legitimate concerns. He has a drug test. He had a drug test done. He refuses to show me like, I don't know what's on there. I just wanted to see it. So I wouldn't, so I wouldn't be scared of letting my kid go there. She's not going to be in trouble. He's legitimately keeping himself from his kid. Nobody else is. <laughs> I'm not saying she's in trouble, but the courts, if there is a court and he decides to go to court and it's like, look, I was there from my point of court appointed time and she blocked me because she didn't like me not 
giving her this, that, or the other. Of course, they're going to turn around and tell her, you can't do that. And they'll tell her, they'll tell her, they may, they're not going to throw her in jail for contempt or something, but they will go on record telling her the exact same thing that I just said. Not necessarily. It's going to be more like, well, you know, she had concerns and you know, like, what are they going to do? Force you to give your kid to someone where it could possibly be unsafe. I mean, like if you drop your kid off somewhere and you have doubts, why why aren't you allowed to like go to the doorstep and go in, you know, check out their bedrooms, make sure they're sleeping in a bed. If you if you can't see where your kid's sleeping at night, you don't if you're scared for their well-being, you don't have to let them go anywhere. <laughs> well, that's how it is in Canada anyways. The United States may be a little different. Uh, but you know, but we got listeners from all over. Tell us what you think or any situations or, or, or similar scenarios you've been in. You know, on, on everything that we've been talking about, whether it's whether it's the beginning with the uh, with the trans with the transgender wanting their balls waxed to this current situation, you know, um, talk to us. We'd love to know your guys' opinions, too. Definitely. Now we're back on air. Um, we'll be trying um, to shoot for every second week at least. Um, I'm not sure on the release date, though, yet. <laughs> it's kind of up in the air for now, but. Um, yeah, we'll be coming back at you with more of it had to be said in the weeks to come or regularly. Anyways, we'll be taking our, um, verbal, verbal, of, uh, fiber laxatives and <laughs> talking more shit for you guys. Well, understand, understand. We got, we definitely got to put that out there. And I don't think we've ever done that on, on it had to be said or pretty much any of the realm of the rest shows is that the views and opinions, uh, uh, that are, that are expressed here, you know, are are exactly that their views and opinions unless we're backing them up with facts you know whether it's a study or or whatever the case may be they're they're just views and opinions and opinions are like assholes everybody's got one usually most of them stink but the fact of the matter is is that we're not telling you you're wrong because you believe differently than us we will tell you you're wrong if you're telling if you're telling us that we have to believe your way or we're wrong yeah, Chris is pretty set in his ways, and I'm pretty open to, <laughs> to different different things. Like I said, I've, I've tried to be that more liberal type of person. Um, I still think I'm more conservative, but yeah, I've got more liberal mentalities, I guess you could say. I, so. <laughs> I would say you're more liberal to me, but I've always considered myself just right of center. Like there, I have liberal tendencies. I will admit that modern days, thanks to Donald Trump being in office and the, and the left going completely, absolutely bonkers, has kind of pushed me more and more right. It, but, it has for me, too. I vote conservative, but, like, you know, just because I vote <laughs> a certain way does not mean I live my life particularly that way. And I don't, I don't even look at it as a political spectrum. I, you know, I am conservative by nature. Because I believe in certain values and I believe in hard work and dedication to family. These are these are core conservative values. That doesn't mean I'm against some liberal ideas. I'm just against the way the liberal left right now has acted. They've acted like spoiled children that didn't get their way. I, I think I'm more like prone to the shock factor when something happens it's like oh <laughs> and it's like well 
But it, it, it's just media response is like, wow. And it's all, I'm so over-exaggerated about everything. <laughs> then once it settles down, I'm like, okay, now it's fine. You know, <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> but you're right. I'm but a I, woman though. See, that's my fragile nature. <laughs> but, but, the, but the fact of the matter is, is that my conservative nature has never influenced me on, on my, my voting. Like, okay, yes, I voted for Donald Trump because I knew Hillary Clinton was a piece of shit. But guess what? I voted for fucking Obama the first term, not the second. I voted for fucking Bill Clinton his first term. I did because I liked his policies. It had nothing to do with whether I was a Democrat or Republican, liberal or or conservative. It had to do with the fact that I listened to the arguments. His made the most sense or hers made the most sense. Donald Trump made the most sense. That's why I voted for him. It had nothing to do with the fact that I'm a conservative. Oh, so quickly before we do on this show, what has been happening with Donald Trump and him hunting ISIS? Because <laughs> that's been like, I've seen that meme like pop up like a few different times and a few different ways in the past couple of days that Donald Trump is hunting ISIS and he's like the only person who's going to stand up there and after he kills um ISIS and be like, yeah, he died like a little bitch. Is there a hunt on? Like, does Donald Trump have a hard on for ISIS right now? Apparently, I, I haven't really been following it through that much, but I, apparently, he did ha- order a campaign to to kill Baghdadi. Whatever, Baghdadi. whatever his name is, uh, Baghdad Di Di, some shit like that. He he was a, he was an important <laughs> he was an important person of ISIS, and you know. We we strike teamed him down, and apparently, Trump, in his infinite wisdom, you know, does great things and then destroys it when he opens his mouth. Um, <laughs> turned around and and you know basically told the rest of ISIS in the world that the guy died like a bitch. Wow. And, okay, so that's not even a joke. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. He literally literally did that, and you know what. Again, I didn't vote for Donald Trump because of how how tactful he is. He speaks the truth, and he'll give you the blunt truth. That's what made me you vote for what? him. <laughs> there are so many Canadians idolizing him right now just from the shit that Trudeau is putting us through. We idolize Trump for, for exactly for that reason that <laughs> he died like a little bitch. Like, you what? <laughs> My condolences to, to Justin Trudeau on your loss. <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean. Wow, Trump. <laughs> but, yes, appar- apparently Trump has, I don't, I, and this, this is probably a political ploy. And, again, I don't know too much about it because I've been trying. Quite honestly, even I've tried to step away from the political realm a little bit because I even I was getting a little too hot-headed at some shit. But uh, apparently, Trump is pulling pulling sources to to handle the rest of the ISIS situation. And like I said, no, it's pr- it's probably a political ploy because the re-election is coming up, and of course, the left is playing their card of trying to play the fucking impeachment thing which they know they're not going to get impeachment they're not oh but if they could get it at least in the first stages of impeachment it blocks trump from being able to get a second term that's their whole purpose Uh, so uh, i'm thinking that trump is doing this simply because he's trying to pull off the you don't want to vote impeachment on me you want to vote me back into office look what i've done instead of just standing on the merits of look what you actually did 
lowering unemployment, bringing jobs back to America, straightening out all these goddamn uh, trade disputes and and tariffs that were unfair to America. You've done great things. You don't need to fucking hide behind this bullshit. Although, please, kill ISIS. We're all for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that about wraps up tonight's show. <laughs> With a go, Trump, go. <laughs> That's it. Trump 2020. Keep America great. Oh, and you know, they... make the world great again. <laughs> uh, well, I've, you know what? I've always stood on, I've always stood on this premise. And this, this is long before the whole Trump debacle with, with the liberals and everything else. I have always stated that the way we need to fix this country is we need to stop worrying about the rest of the world. Not forever, but I've always stated we needed to close our borders, shut off the foreign aid, and put all all that turned inwards. When we start taking care of these demilitarized zoned neighborhoods, when we have you know and, and turn them into livable uh, you know, places when we have no more homeless vets and children and shit like that on the streets, that's when we can start worrying about the rest of the world. But really America does need to come first. And, you know, for Americans, you know, and I've always stated that. And the more and more I listen about this globalist worldview that people try to have where like everybody needs to take care of, everybody and and be tolerant of everybody and we need to have just one one society together and blah 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 no that's losing individuality that's losing culture and basically all that is is giving what little you have to everybody else so you can't take care of your own mm-hmm. well something's going to give in this world really soon <laughs> yeah i i've got my intuition is like, yeah, this is going to be great soon. <laughs> well, not great, but this is going to be pretty damn good. <laughs> it does seem Whatever go, happens. It does seem to go through in cycles. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like, re, as, as crazy as the left has been, haven't we seen something pretty much similar back in the 60s movement, the anti-Vietnam War, the, 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 the peace-love mentality which which did spawn the first wave feminists and 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 everything else like really haven't we seen something very similar to this maybe under different circumstances but still the same liberal versus conservative bullshit that sooner or later gave way to the baby boomers of the 80s which is arguably like not only the greatest era in modern times but also was the most conservative well I don't know. Time won't tell, but it's getting pretty exciting. I mean, it seemed pretty like it, it seemed like the whole world was going to go to shit. But now, you know, I've got like this, like, like really excited feeling inside. <laughs> Whatever it is. It's exactly it. There's always going to be hope. <laughs> Let's hope there's always hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get excited over the smallest things. So, I mean, just the state of the world is, is going to be pretty exciting soon. And I'm not saying good exciting or bad exciting, but I get that like excited feeling where I'm like, yay. <laughs> That's exactly Anywho, it. let's see how this turns out. We'll be back next year. <laughs> and it had to be said, and we'll re- recap. No. <laughs> we'll be back probably next week or the next week after. <laughs> um, and you can find me on Facebook, Venus Chan. And 
Oh, yeah. On Instagram, Venus Uncensored, or email me at venusuncensored.gmail.com. On MeWe as Venus Uncensored. And that's about it, I think. <laughs> and guys, you can find me on Realm of the Mist Entertainment's YouTube channel, being a, a host or co-host on many of the different podcast shows there. And of course, don't forget to give some love to our uh, sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, uh, which is the home of Chronicles of the Lost Realm, a, D- a fifth edition D&D adventure, as well as many other tabletop games and video game let's plays and playthroughs so if you guys find interest in that make sure you give that a subscribe and some love too and of course if audio podcast is your it's your ideals look up realm of the mist entertainment on anchor.fm.com or anchor.fm or wherever quality podcasts can be heard aye aye captain aye aye <laughs> <laughs> the government wants you <laughs> <laughs> they want you to follow Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Oh yeah, and don't forget our Patreon. One dollar gives you exclusive content, such as Chronicles by the Campfire, and of course, the soon-to-be-returning-again after-hours show. Always fun oh. stuff. One dollar a yeah. month. We're cooler than a bag of Cheetos. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when is the next after-hours? It's kind of a toss-up. We have two possibilities of conversation we want to have. One is uh, worst or most embarrassing sex experiences. Okay. So that could, that could happen happen at pretty much any time. Uh, <laughs> another another com- topic of conversation we wanted to have is we want to have kind of a celebrity roast. That one's in the works. We're because we're supposed to roast uh, your friend of mine. Dak from White People Shit Podcast. He can't handle a roast. <laughs> that's why. That's why we want to roast him. <laughs> when I told Liam about it, he was like, "Oh my god, yes, we've got to do that." So <laughs> I know he messaged me about that, and he's like, "I know you're gonna want to get in on this one. We're gonna roast Dak," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm in." <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know too much about the guy, okay? But, like, just, like, my one, um, when I joined them on their their White People Shit podcast, I, like, learned so much about Dak, just, like, how he talks and everything. I'm like, wow, I don't even need to do any more research on you, buddy. (laughs) Well, You're done. Like, dinner. The day I knew I had to roast him was uh, was the first time I heard him refer to himself as the talent of the show. I said, oh... You would be so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we'll have to get him on it, had to be said. (laughs) Oh, that'd be a blast. (laughs) I doubt he's going to listen to this episode, so we can, like, really get into his mind and, like, yeah, we're going to fire it up. (laughs) Well, he may not listen to it, but I'll send it to Liam. (laughs) 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 Which, by the way, white people people shit did change their name. It's uh, now Rude and Ruthless or something, I think it is. Give me... Okay, that's what it was. <laughs> I've been so like out of everything because I I've like I've been so busy lately and oh my god I moved and blah 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 I can bore you with my life story but I've been so out of the loop about everything I'm like wow <laughs> well, I... my bad my apologies Dak <laughs> well, no, I... and Liam oh my god they... I forgot his name <laughs> they they you know I I do I do. Uh applaud them for doing it because it was something that they should have known 
but uh, you know they obviously didn't do it the wrong way but uh they should have known that people would take the wrong way with white people shit that sounds like a white supremacy group instead of you know the joking manner that they are um so the rude and ruthless or or rude and reckless i think it is actually podcast um i'll look it up and i'll make sure it's in the description um was more fitting to the style of humor that they do, but less offensive to people to where it's turned. They, they see white people shit. It's like, oh, I'm not listening to that Kate Klu Klux Klan, you know, bullshit that they're going to be spewing or whatever and, and lose listeners, sponsorships and otherwise. So power to them. I, I hope the reboot works great for them because I thought their content was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Especially especially the superhero sex position episodes and the uh, interviewing of Furry. Those were just fucking hilarious. Guys, check check them out. <laughs> yes. And of course definitely. they and of course they had me and they had Venus separately on their shows as well, and those were always fun. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to get them on this show. <laughs> yes, yes we do. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much, and we will catch you on the next It Had to Be Said. Good night.